with you as Hillside's youth pastor. Um, I have been here for nine years, and I want to tell you this morning about the journey that we're taking the young people on this year. For those of you who are new, um, our student ministry is called Inside Out 624. Um, students come in at grade six, and they're out at age 24. And there's no real hard lines at 24, of course, but we've recognized that, that these are significant years of growth and development that go by really quickly. And so during my time here, I have been trying to grow at being uh, intentional with them while they are with us. And so what we've done is created a roadmap of sorts to help them on their journey, and I want to share that with you this morning. trust that you will be encouraged and uh, in some ways challenged, but I really do hope that some of you and most of you will be moved to prayer Uh, Lots of you guys pray, Um, but this morning, if you are a prayer, I want you to take some notes, listen to God, and I want you to to be praying. Some of you may be moved um, to journey with a young person, or maybe just journey with somebody else in a really significant, meaningful way. Uh, Maybe some of you will be moved to to formally join a team, but others just creatively, as God leads you, um, you may feel called to uh, just to walk and make a difference in somebody else's life. Now, the journey that we're taking them on in its most simplest terms um, is a journey from here to there. The journey they are on is really the same journey we're all on, and it all has begun the same with that simple invitation from Jesus to come and follow me. It is our desire to help every young person respond to this invitation for themselves. Now, to do so, we've created a roadmap that looks like this. Here is where we start the little road that takes us there to our destination. Now, I know that that exposes my graphic ability. That's fine. I'm exposed. That's fine. Very simple, though, here to there. Another way to look at this is with the questions, where are we and where are we going? Now, if you've ever been to a big shopping mall or some big park and you felt disoriented, um, all you need to do is find a directory or a map and look for that arrow that says you are here. Once you locate where you are, you can look up where you want to go, and then you can find a route to get there. Here kind of acts like a bus terminal, similar to having all the young people meet at the Lougheed Skytrain station, um, so we can travel together to the waterfront, making several stops along the way. Now, to help each young person identify where they're at and to help them show up at the same you-are-here arrow, we're asking them to complete this sentence. I want to follow Jesus daily, but I want you to consider this morning how you would complete that sentence. I want to follow Jesus daily, but a lot of the answers from the young people have been like, I'm too lazy, I'm too busy, I'm way too distracted, I'm too selfish, it's too hard, I don't know what to do, I forget. I want to follow, I often forget when I get to school. The answer to this question is really helpful because it helps us discover where we're really at individually and as a group. So where are we? We have a desire to follow Jesus daily, but for many reasons, we don't actually follow him. So recognizing that a desire to follow Jesus doesn't automatically translate into actually following him daily helps orient us to know where we are, and it's a very helpful starting point. It's when you know where you are You are here and where you're going that you can begin a journey with purpose in every single step. 
Now, the reality is that most people aren't going to get on a bus or a train if they don't know where it's going. So in order for the young people to get on the bus and be excited for the journey, we need to explain where it's going. Really simple. If here is we have a desire to follow Jesus, but we're not, then there is simply we are learning to follow Jesus in every area of our life for God's glory. I want to. I'm learning to. Just a side note, in June of this year, we are going to, uh, to meet in here, grade 6 to age 24 or whatever, and we're just going to celebrate. We're going to worship, thank God, and we're going to share stories of here to there. And I expect the stories to be similar to, you know what, I'm not perfect, but guess what? Six months ago, as opposed to six months ago, I know Jesus better, I'm following him more, I know he loves me more, and so on. Uh, Another side note, if a young person has a desire to follow Jesus, it is evidence that God is working in him. Derwin shared a couple weeks ago, and it's in the, the God of my everything. It is God who works in me to will and to do for his good pleasure and his will. So the same God who is working in them to create a desire is the same God that is going to enable them to work it out in their daily life. Now, do all young people have a desire right now to follow Jesus? No. No, they don't. There are some that say, you know what, I'm not interested right now, or I'm not interested in following Jesus, or I do want to, but not until after high school or after certain things. I appreciate the honesty of young people, um, and here's where I want you to pray. Um, it is our desire that by the end of October, we've met with all, all 60. Some don't come on Sundays or Fridays, but they're here. They're still a part of the family, and we just want to get to every one of them, and we want to help them Um, really be able to identify where they are at. And more importantly, we want want them to know where they're at um, and that God and us still love them right where they're at. And so we want you guys to be praying about that. And um, in in some cases, there are some kids who who are actually willing to say, you know what, Um, I want to follow Jesus, but not for a long time. But I'm willing to say, you know what, Jesus, I'm not interested now but I give you permission to do whatever you want to, to work in me, to make me want it. And that is really encouraging. And so we're seeing some kids um, uh, say some pretty cool prayers and be honest about where they're at. So these questions, where are we and where are we going, are really important for, uh, for us to get ready for the journey that we're on. But there's also other questions that need to be answered in order for the young people to be convinced that this adventure is absolutely worth it. And they are, how are we going to get there? And who's going with us? And what will it look like when we get there? And why can't we stay here? So how are we going to get there? We're going to get there through teaching, relationships, and experiences. Now, I want you guys just to pause for a moment and consider, how many sermons do you remember? How many messages do you remember, and how many of those have shaped and changed your life? Now, how many relationships can you think of that have changed and shaped your life? And finally, how many experiences have you gone through that have changed and shaped your life? My guess is that the majority of you can remember a few messages that have really shaped your life, maybe a handful of sermons. I know that there's, there's two that I've been in that have, that have rocked me, and I don't even really remember. I, I remember a little bit. One was Daryl Johnson at a youth conference, and as he was speaking, it was just like waves of 
fatherly authority or something was just crashing over. The other was T.D. Jakes. I was just sat under his teaching. It was just like, boom. Don't fully really remember what they all said, but it was, it was a powerful thing for me. I would also guess that there are more people uh, that have shaped your life than messages that you've heard and that you can remember. And finally, I would think that the majority of you have numerous experiences that you've gone through that you will never forget. And those experiences have been used to shape and change your life more so than people and sermons. The point is that all of these things are really necessary. They're important and they have their place. And together we believe that they can actually move a young person from here to there. The teaching that we're going to be doing is nothing new. It's direct from EMCC, our denomination's leadership team. They call it the way of Jesus and it covers these seven statements. And you've heard them before a couple years ago uh, as Derwin preached on them. I've begun to follow Jesus and I'm depending on the spirit of Jesus in my life for the journey. I'm being sent by Jesus to bless others and invite them to follow him. I am learning to be like Jesus in my attitudes, behaviors, and character. I'm learning to love God and to love others. I am learning the teachings of Jesus. I am helping someone and someone is helping me to be a growing follower of Jesus. And I'm participating in a community of followers of Jesus on mission to the world. So over the course of this next year, we'll be teaching on these points, but emphasizing putting the truth into practice. What are the implications for you right here and now in your life? And we're going to process it with them, making it very practical. One of the things I really like is that each one of these points can be simplified down into a single word. His life, his mission, his character, his love, his teaching, his disciples, his community. The teaching is all about Jesus. And learning and adopting and practicing his ways. Jesus' teaching and life helps us make sense of the entire Bible. And so we're excited for these kids this year. Again, teaching is a crucial part. But without having someone or a group of people to help them put it into practice and process what they're learning, it can get lost. So relationships are really important as well to get us the students from here to there. It's the people in my life, the people that have believed in me, called me and held me account, the people that have asked me questions and listened, the people that have been incredibly gracious and patient with me, who have shaped me the most. Can you think of a person who has shaped and changed your life? I encourage you to tell them and thank them this week. With the young people, relationships include, yes, we're going to get together as a big group, but there'll be small groups, and each one has a leader um, who will be journeying with them. As well, we're going to encourage as many as want or are ready for is peer accountability. Last year, that was one of the most significant ways of growth and development for the young people when they had a peer who was going through the same stuff, and they just worked through stuff together. But I want you to consider what I, what I said, that more people are shaped by relationships than the message that they hear. Let that sink in. Because you sitting there have a greater chance of bringing life change to a young person by building a meaningful relationship with them than preparing and delivering a message. If you, if you learn to follow Jesus and build a meaningful relationship with a young person or somebody else, you can impact them and shape their life forever. Some of you need to prayerfully consider walking with young people or just walking with anybody maybe formally on a team, or again creatively as God leads you. But regardless, it's got to be prayerful, consistent, and deliberate. 
How are we going to move youth from here to there? Through teaching, relationships, and experiences. By experiences, we're just talking about the, the many things that they experience through life, as well as the practices that they are going to put into place uh, to learn His ways and position themselves to better know God, experience God, and have God work in and through them. Many of which, these practices are found in the God of my everything that you guys are, most of you guys are really learning this year. But again, can you see the value of having a real person, someone to talk with when you experience the good and the life and bad, as well as while you're trying to practice certain disciplines or experience God in a worship service? All of these things, we believe, are going to help uh, us move students from here to there. Now, who's going with us? This is an important question. Who's going with me for a young person? We've already kind of mentioned that, but I just want to mention again that you can't do this journey alone. You cannot do this journey alone, and there are actually more people needed um, for us to actually move the students from here to there. We do need more people. In order to get them uh, to move from here to there, we need people with a passion for young people but different gifts. And so you might think, yeah, I'm not really good with people, but you're really good at organizing like Lillian. Lillian has been a huge gift to me as she has been getting together tons of administration and, and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff that uh, can actually get in the way uh, for me, and it's been a huge gift. So same passion, different gifts. We'd invite you to continue to, uh, to consider. In fact, it would be nice if we had the time to take 30 minutes here of just silence and wait for God to knock on your heart. Um, to call you uh, into student ministry. We don't have that luxury, and most would fall asleep. What will it look like when we get there? Well, our team has has spent some time trying to envision what will it look like when we arrive? How will we know when we actually get there? We see a community of young people inspired to follow Jesus and glorify Him with their lives. All I know is that these young people with their lives will inspire other people to follow Jesus, resulting in more followers. I am really excited to think um, about these young people, what they'll look when they grab a hold of the truth, that the way that they live, that their actual life can impact others for eternity. By simply learning to follow Jesus with their life, they can shape and change another person's life. Uh Uh-oh. One young person um, that I want you to meet um, who's actually on the journey from here to there is Caleb Basalt, and he's on his way up right now this morning. Um, Caleb Basalt is uh, in grade nine. He has already journeyed uh, through our middle school program, and uh, I have had the opportunity to, uh, to not lead him directly, um, but to stop in enough times to see this young man um, grow and change. And so I want to ask him, a couple questions today, and um, I'm just going to, I should have a pen, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a little mark earlier uh, in the service next time to call him up at, a, at the right time. Call Caleb up now. There you go. Um, there he is. So would you welcome um, Caleb Basel as a, as a young person to the stand? Caleb, thank you for uh, being willing to do this this morning, and um, this is a young man again who's on the journey from here to there, and I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Number one, Caleb, we're interested in how did you complete the sentence, I want to follow Jesus daily, but 
Well, I want to follow him daily, but I'm too lazy. It takes a lot to change your routine to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And have you, when you envision what it might look like for you um, to actually live there, learning to follow Jesus, what do you see? What do you envision? Well, I imagine it would be a lot easier to talk to God and to listen for God for like every day, all day. Mm -hmm. Um, Caleb, of the seven teaching points, which one are you most excited to, uh, to learn about? I really want to learn about the teachings of God because I love to learn and I love God. So combine those two and it's just the perfect match. Mm -hmm. And um, which one um, do you think will be most challenging for you uh, and why? I would say that just uh, learning to be good. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, learning to be like God in my attitudes and behavior and personality because God, as we all know, is really hard to replicate. So, um, yeah, it would be, it's just really challenging to do that. Caleb, what are you most looking forward to about the journey from here to there? Uh, I'm looking forward to getting to there and learning how to get there. I think that'll just be a really great experience. Hmm. Um, now, as I've mentioned, you've already journeyed through grades six to eight. Going through the three years of middle school, what was the biggest change you noticed during those three for you on the journey? Well, when I came out of Kidmo, I didn't really know how to listen for God and I mean, in Kidmo, we learned about the Bible, and that was great. I mean, and then when I went into middle school, I learned how to talk to God and listen for God and how to have a conversation and a relationship with God, and that was a really big change. That's really cool. And one of the things you told me yesterday is that after being in middle school, it's easier for you to connect with Jesus. Yeah. That's really cool. I wonder how that happened. Um, did anybody help you with that? Uh, yeah, Aaron and CJ Short, they were, they were always there for me whenever I needed anything. And really often they would always tell me how I was growing in God. And that would just really encourage me every time. And I really wanted to just listen and obey and follow God every time. Um. Aaron and CJ are here. Can you guys please uh, stand up? Um, Aaron and CJ, uh, for, for many of you know, yeah. Aaron and CJ have been uh, ministering for the middle school. It was Aaron for five years, CJ for four years, um, and they are stepping down and no longer going to be fulfilling that role. Um, one of the things that you had said um, yesterday that I just want to communicate um, is you said, um, being in middle school with them, uh, they made me want to love and learn and obey God. And um, I don't know if you want to, I just want to give you the opportunity to say thank you to them for, for, the, for what they put into you. I think I can say this on behalf of all the middle schoolers that you've taught. Thank you so much for all the time and effort and energy that you've put into us. We love it, and we love you. Thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want you to 
just going to quote a few others. You put a lot of time and effort into us. You helped us know about God and taught us how to connect with Jesus. I am closer and more like Jesus because of you, and I find it easier to connect with God. Another young girl said, Many times Aaron and CJ um, made me feel valued and cared for just by being there, paying attention, and giving little pieces of encouragement. I have never felt more comfortable around a pair of adults who aren't related to me. They taught me to love and accept myself as well as others like God does, and I'll always be thankful. Aaron and CJ, I want to say that you have been really great friends to me. Um, You've also been a great team. You've carried middle school on your shoulders, and that has been a gift to me. You're true followers of Jesus Christ, and you sought to listen and obey him, and your lives have inspired many young people to follow him and to become like him. This young man is one of many fruit um, of your time and energy and commitment. And although I didn't lead him personally, I stopped in enough uh, to see him change and to break his arm. That was awesome. Um, But I stopped in enough to see over the years his heart become soft and really receptive to the things of God. And I can't help but think that's because he had leaders whose hearts were soft and receptive to God. So thank you very much. I am not the only one that's pleased with you. Uh, I just want to let you know that I sense the Heavenly Father smiling on you and really proud of you. So thank you very much. Caleb, a couple more questions. What do you want the rest of your life to look like? I don't know. I'm going to ask you again, <laughs> and ju- just think about it. I know I, know I didn't t- give you this question yesterday, but, but honestly, in light of going from here to there, in light of what God has been doing in you, what do you want the rest of your life to look like? I want it to look like I'm a man of God. I want it to be recognizable that I uh, I'm a follower of Jesus, and I love to follow him. I think that'll make a really great impact on other people. Uh, Yeah. Caleb, that is an awesome desire. But do you believe it will happen without any deliberate training, without regularly putting into practice the teachings of Jesus? Yeah, you need to... I think you would need to practice that. I don't think that would come on by accident or just out of nowhere often. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can stand here just, just as fruit, the fruit of their ministry, while I conclude. <laughs> it's okay. Guys, I think it would be crazy. This is Ken Shigematsu. I think it would be crazy to think you could win a marathon by simply trying on the day of a race without training for it. You know what else I think is Crazy. That lately on sports radio, I've been hearing most of the athletes say, I can't wait, right? Summer's over. I can't wait to get back to my routine. Each player, each professional athlete has a strict routine they follow in order to be ready to play at their best every single night. A routine routine would include sleeping, eating, practicing, training. They, They are disciplined and they train regularly. It would be stupid for someone to think that they could jump right into that level without sticking to some 
form of regular training. And this is what men do who want a trophy, a trophy that won't last. Paul says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Here's what's crazy to me. That athletes train daily, but Christians don't. They don't train daily to learn to follow Jesus, to be more like Jesus, to show the world a glimpse of Jesus so that those people might be changed forever. Why can't we stay here? Why can't we stay here with a desire to follow Jesus and not actually following Him? Why can't we stay here with a desire to follow Him daily but not enough commitment to train regularly and put into practice all He says? The reason is that it misrepresents Jesus in an awful way. And the world sees that and remains uninterested in Jesus, the church, and Christianity. Or worse, like Gandhi says, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. So I want to call you to action this morning by reminding you of the, one of the, the first of the seven teachings. I have begun to follow Jesus, and I'm depending on the Spirit of Jesus in my journey. Listen. Professional athletes pay a lot of money to hire trainers to help them reach their best. And you got one for free. It's the Spirit of Jesus and He lives in you. And He knows you better than anybody. He is a perfect trainer. And at the beginning of your journey, you're to learn to trust and depend on Him to train you to be more like Jesus. The contrast, I mean, let it sink in the contrast of an athlete and the way that they work for temporary things, and the contrast of how Christians work at becoming or train to become godly and like Jesus. Today, I would encourage you to declare Him to be your trainer, and He will remind you of who He is, of who you are, and what you're called to. Stop pursuing temporary things and follow Jesus and live for Jesus and let His life be your life so that men and women can catch a glimpse of Jesus. I think it was also Gandhi who said, my life is my message. Commit to training. Please commit to training and learning to follow Jesus in such a way as to catch men. The life in you, the life of Jesus, should catch men and women's attention as you follow him. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for this young man and for the evidence of your work in his heart. I thank you for um, how receptive his heart is to the things of God. And we give you praise and glory because it is your work in him. But we want to honor Aaron and CJ, and I pray a blessing on them in this new season as they move in and consider Um, this next phase of their life, I pray that you would bless them, give them clarity and a peace and a deep rest, and may they know more in this season how much you love them. And God, I pray um, as the young people journey from here to there that you would protect us. We just ask for your continued grace and your spirit, and we just pray for those in here um, that need to respond 
um, just by praying more. We ask that you would speak to them. For those who need to get involved formally, knock on their hearts. For those who just need to creatively learn how to follow and train uh, by your spirit and help others, we just pray that you would give them um, just that stirring and give them the courage to act on it. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Just want to encourage you, if you want prayer, that you can come.